Hello and welcome to Two Sweary Dads, a podcast about parenting and other dadly pursuits. I'm your host, Ben Slinger, and with me as always is Trevor Scott. No. So, Trevor, it's been a little while <laughs> since we've had sort of a just regular you and I Two Sweary Dads. And it's not going to happen today, so here comes our guest. Oh, no, we don't have a guest this week. <laughs> no guest this week. Um, it's been good. It's been good having guests on the last couple of episodes, but uh, yeah, with our now fortnightly recording schedule when we have a couple of guests in a row it means you and i kind of don't get to have our regular little parenting chat so it's gonna be nice surprisingly you know we're still parents um you're now a parent of a three-year-old and i'm now a parent of a four-year-old yeah today was taz's birthday he turned three very exciting of course he had a pretty good day yeah this was sort of the first year where he's really been into it you know like where he's really old enough now to understand and he's known basically for the whole month of November that his birthday was coming because he knows his birthday's in November. (laughs) In fact, on the first day of November, which is obviously the day after Halloween, and we we did a little bit of a Halloween thing, we went down to, um, yeah, there's this little miniature train. We went down to Murubak that we're having a Halloween event. So he got to get dressed up and ride on the train and they'd done up the... Uh, the tunnel with all sorts of spooky stuff inside, which, you know, so he had a ball. Very nice. But uh, the next day he was asking me, is it Halloween? Like, can we do, can we go to Halloween? Can we do Halloween again? And I said, no, no, you know, Halloween's only, you know, one day of the year. But, you know, do you know what today is? Today is the 1st of November. And he looks at me wide-eyed. And he's like, birthday! (laughs) Well, no, he just goes, Am I three? <laughs> yeah, and he just, yeah he just he just knows you know he knows that November's the month so he's been waiting you know it sucks to be him because his birthday is literally the last day of November so yeah he's he's kind of been waiting but he was pretty he was pretty excited he woke up and you know we sort of did did presents in our pajamas and then he went and spent the day at, at a play center with his cousins and they were there very for like nice four, four hours or something and then. And then he had dinner, dinner and cake at mum, mum, dad's tonight. So, and more presents. Uh, he's very pleased with all his presents. We got him like uh, actually it was funny because we, you know, we've been gathering presents for his birthday and also for Christmas. And we thought we had a fairly good sort of stash, and then we realised, you know, last night before we're about to go to bed, or well, before when we're deciding what to do before bed, we realized, oh, we should probably wrap his presents for the morning. <laughs> it's his birthday tomorrow. <laughs> so we go sort of to the present closet and we're like, oh, there's we, we're going to give him this for Christmas and this for Christmas, but then there's not like a whole lot left. You know, there are some small things and... Nothing big for birthday. <laughs> yeah, so we basically gave him almost all of the stuff we got for Christmas and birthday and just said, no, all right, we'll just give him everything for his birthday and we'll get more stuff for him for Christmas. Because, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's fun to spoil spoil your kids. Um, and it was, I mean, it wasn't that much. He got like, he got three or four gifts this morning from us. Oh, one nice. big, one bigish one, which is a, like just a water table. And uh, and the one he loved the most, which is the doctor's kit. Because he's been really into Doc McStuffins, so. Yeah. Uh, well, I saw, I saw that on Facebook today and I'm like, I bet you that's Doc McStuffins. <laughs> I was going to comment. Yeah. It's not a licensed uh, Doc McStuffins. It's just a, it's a generic doctor's kit, but. Yeah. He doesn't care about licensing, obviously. But yeah, that is that is kind of why he's been into it. And then actually, um, his auntie Priscilla this evening got, had got him a costume, which was a like a doctor's lab coat sort of thing as well. Jeez, so. I wonder where she got that from. <laughs> actually, she didn't buy it from our store. <laughs> <laughs> it's a competitor. <laughs> so yeah, so that was great. He had a he had a really good day. Uh, and, and yeah, it's just so nice to see him happy like that, you know, and, and having a special day. And well, James has had his birthday since we last, uh, had our discussion as well, had a discussion as well. So how did, how did that go? That was a lot of fun. Uh, we were sort of, we, we definitely planned the birthday a lot better than what we had Christmas, but we just, we got the Christmas lay-by last week and it's like, ooh, maybe we need to buy a few more things for James because mm. there was literally nothing in it <laughs> for him. Everything else was in the birthday one. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's going to be a fun next month. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who actually does their, all their Christmas shopping before December? Nobody. So his birthday was towards the start of November and it was a day that I had to go to work as well. 
which kind of sucked because we gave him his presents in the morning and he was like ripping them open and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, I did notice that Taz this year is uh, is now actually getting good at ripping open open presents. Like last yeah. year, he still needed a lot of help. You still need to give the give give a little bit of a peel back and it's like, okay, now rip. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they've ripped the smallest amount. It's like, oh, damn it, it's just the bit that I made for you. But yeah, James enjoyed all the presents that we gave him, which was a lot of Paw Patrol stuff because he still mm-hmm. loves Paw, Paw Patrol. Um, then we organized his birthday for the week after PAX. Yes. Because yes. his birthday was the first day of PAX. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the, the deadly pursuits that uh, that also happened in the last month and a half, which was a lot of fun. But. Yes. So anyway, we had the um, we had the family and just a, a few really close friends over to my parents' place for James's birthday, and that was a lot of fun. Yep. But now, any time that we sort of go to um, Grand and Granddad's place, James is just immediately going. <gasps> Happy birthday? I was like, no, <laughs> it's not time for happy birthday. Yeah. I wonder what Taz is going to be like after today, actually. It's, yeah. It must be a hard concept to realize sort of the time span of a year until your next birthday. You know? Yeah. Especially if you, um, you know, elongate the whole, the whole affair by, you know, oh, we'll do his party in yeah, exactly. the close like, family the yeah, week after uh, and that sort I mean, of stuff. Taz has had a bit of that too, sort of we've been doing little sort of special things for him here and there all week because it's, you know, his birthday week sort of thing. And um, we're going to the zoo on Sunday for his birthday as well because we sort of didn't do any other sort of family outings as part of it. So, um, so yeah, I, I wonder if he will sort of have that understanding that it's actually a while until his next Too birthday. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a shitty concept. <laughs> you mean I'm only special this one day a year? <laughs> It's funny, whenever I'd say happy birthday to him, he'd say happy birthday back to me. Because <laughs> it's just one of those, like, manners things, you know, you repeat it back. I was just thinking the the funniest thing that sort of happened, like, um, someone took a whole heap of photos of James blowing out his candle. And um, this is the first year that he, he really understood, you know, when, when to blow out the candle. And they managed to get a, a whole heap of shots all in a row. Wait, you gave your kid you gave your kid a row of shots? That's just that's not good. No, that's his twenty first birthday. (laughs) Well, eighteenth here in Australia. No, so they took a whole heap of photos in a row and you see literally the narrative of him taking this huge breath and then blowing out and the cheeks sort of puffing out and the you see the the flames sort of go away from it and then it's like it's out in the next one. It's like awesome. It's just it just looks hilarious. But um, James and his and his cousin are exactly seven months apart, so we sort of we get the idea as to oh, this might be what James is into in in seven months, so we get a little bit of time to sort of organise that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Taz has a has a cousin about that same sort of difference to him. So although they're into quite different things, because his cousin's way into dinosaurs and stuff, like to the like the details around dinosaurs, like mm-hmm. he knows all the names and. Anytime you see a photo of him taken, he's like, you know, he looks angry, but what if you look closely, he's doing like dinosaur claws with his fingers and he's just roaring at the camera. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Taz, Taz lately has been into like space and rockets a lot more. It's kind of been his go-to thing. So that's been kind of fun. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, actually one of the, one of the big things that we started, started work on is we're going to move the kids into their own room, hopefully by the end of the year. Very nice. So yeah, we shifted my desk out of the office, so I'm now jammed in the corner of a spare room. But uh, but it's actually it's a pretty good setup. But that's the podcast studio now. So exactly, that's... exactly. And so we'll be moving the moving the kids into their room, but we're gonna make it a space themed room because that's what he sort of asked for and what he's been into. So <laughs> our neighbors are gonna come paint a bit of a mural, and we'll do a bit of just the colors and wallpaper and some stars on the ceiling and stuff. Maybe a, like some hanging planets or rockets or something. So that'll be fun for him. We we want to make it into a big, exciting thing for him, right? Because he hasn't. This will be the first time yep. he's sleeping outside of our room. So he's going to be sharing with the with the girls as well. Yeah, I don't know. We'll necessarily move them all sort of on the same day. 
but the plan is to get all three kids into that room. Yeah. yeah so day one, Taz. Day two, yeah, the other kids that'll do. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't think we'll do those two separately. <laughs> but uh, we're hoping that it'll just mean they sleep a bit better. We've heard from other people who have done it that. They're getting him into their own room can can help them sleep better, and it's been we've had a bad week. It comes and goes. Like we had a good week mm-hmm. here, like we've had a couple of good weeks here and there, a couple of bad weeks here and there. But you know we can't consistently, like I can't consistently sleep all night in the shared bedroom, for example. Yes, I think people are getting worried because we keep telling them about how like I don't sleep in the same bed as my wife. It's like, oh my god, is are you you know, you guys are right? It's like. Yeah, we've just got three yeah, kids no, it's just, and yeah, it's we just literally get it's just literally for the practicality's <laughs> sake that I if I have to get up early then I need to get sleep. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the trade off that we do, but Well, we've had a little bit of a um little bit of a hard time of late mm-hmm. with with the sleeping. Mm-hmm. Not because James is um waking us up. In fact he's been really good with his sleep. He's been waking up about quarter past six in the morning. Yep. But my wife has got two toothaches at the moment and they're rather infected and has to wait until next Thursday. <laughs> so this right. Thursday coming yeah. um, to actually get them out. And it's been a couple of weeks and she wakes up in pain nearly every night and oh, yeah. occasionally wakes me up. I've occasionally not been sleeping well because I'm worried, you know, is she all right? And it can be quite a, um, quite a harrowing thing. Just trying yeah, to deal, dentistry... Deal with, just it's a pain in the ass to deal with in so many ways because it's just expensive as well, right? Like we don't have. Good, when was the last time you went to the dentist? Oh, yes. <laughs> Mine was just um, before James was born. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Erica's got to go soon, actually, because she's feeling like her wisdom teeth are probably impacting. Um, and she was oh, she yuck. was actually going to she was booked in to get that done in Canada before Taz was born, but she had to cancel it because of. The pregnancy, yep. she didn't actually want to, like, go into under anaesthetic and stuff because she was a bit concerned that there might be some effect. Uh, so she ended up cancelling it. Now she wishes that she hadn't. Oh, <laughs> well, I actually. mean, and we knew the thing is in in Canada it would have been covered too, but here yep. we're going to have to pay for it. We do have dental insurance, um, just one of those relatively cheap ones, but like it, it's not going to cover much. Yeah, I still remember when I had my um my wisdom teeth out. I had to wait a while because, you know, I had to go to a specialist and was getting him out in the um in the theatre. Yeah. And we'd purchased tickets to go see Corn <laughs> at um <laughs> Hyacinth Arena. Mm-hmm. Now I had to take along um earplugs that night because I had a massive earache caused yeah, obviously was, by oh, the um yeah, yeah, you were there. I was there, wasn't I? Yeah, I, I and, remember that. And if you remember, it started and I was literally white in the face. Like, oh, I was yeah. just You're feeling so sick because of the pain and, like, the earache was the worst because every, any little noise was sort of hurting me. Well, Yeah. It was... That was insane. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that one that one was at Hisense Arena. I don't, I've lost track of what those fucking arenas are called. Bloody all these branding. Or Vodafone or whatever shit. the fuck it was. was it back then? Yeah, whatever, whatever corporation shelled out. It was the smaller one out of the two. Fucking name up there. But that, that was not fun. And then like two days later, I had to go into, um, had to go into surgery and get the, get the teeth out. And yeah, yeah. I'm kind of afraid to go. I, I, the last time I did go was sometime when I was in Canada. And um, and I was told I needed fillings, but I didn't actually trust them because, for one, I'd never needed fillings before, and two, I don't know, I hadn't been feeling anything about it, and 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 three, I just never got around to going back to organising the actual mm-hmm. thing, and so it was long enough, and my teeth were feeling fine, that I was just like, uh, I think I'll just wait and get a second opinion. And I actually don't think I've been back since then. So <laughs> who knows? Maybe there's just huge cavities in my teeth that I'm not aware of. But, um, you know, I've always taken fairly good care of my teeth and I've, I haven't had any fillings yet. So I'm kind of feeling like they're fine. They'll be okay. Well, I've got a totally cracked tooth at the moment. Like literally a whole chunk is out of it. And I was oh, like, geez. oh, God, that's never a good thing. <laughs> I've had bad teeth for my yeah. whole life. Yeah. And it sucks here. Like, there should be some sort of public dental cover 
because it's it's you know it's a it's a it's, an, it's something that everybody has to deal with. It's it's part of your body. It's part of your healthcare. Uh, it shouldn't be a separate yeah, thing. Yeah, and you literally cannot deal with um. It's not elective sort <laughs> sort of yeah exactly. surgery it's or anything elective. like that. You've got no choice. You've got no choice to if you if you got pain, got fucked up teeth, <laughs> <laughs> then you have to do something about them, and, and you have to pay out of pocket. It's you know, or buy fucking private health insurance, and that's a whole yeah other can of worms that we won't get into. It was a bit of a discussion tonight, actually, over dinner around that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if we want to get political, although we haven't spoken about yeah. the results of the U.S. election on this show yet. Considering that we had a few Trump rants leading up, there to was it. no, there was no result. Um, as far as I'm concerned, like America's dead to me now. America's dead. <laughs> America's wiped off the map. Just did you hear that? Did you hear that? Actually, you know, because what what it was is Trump. That was the sound of America just disappearing and all the air just rushing in to fill the space <laughs> of it. Was. Trump. So actually, we don't have to go into that, but there's a story that I've been meaning to tell for a while. Okay, go ahead. On sort of on this. Um. I, I can't remember exactly how it started, but I was playing something with Taz, and it ended up that I think he was—I think he was jumping. He wanted me to tell him to jump, like he, and then he'd jump over to me, and then he'd run back and say, and he'd you know say jump. But anyway, for whatever reason, just to play a game, I started saying things that sounded like jump that rhymed with jump, but were not jump. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I went through a few bump and grump, grump or something. Anyway, and then I said, "All right, uh, Trump." He's like, what's Trump? And I'm like, I don't know. You go, go find me Trump. <laughs> and he comes back <laughs> with this stuffed carrot that he has. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. That is, out of all the things you had in your player, and that is like the perfect thing you could have brought back in response to go and get me Trump. And so for like, he started just calling that carrot Trump for weeks. <laughs> it was fucking fantastic. Very nice. So we certainly had a, a lot of fun at PAX, but um, after after that weekend, we sort of had to go back to reality. Ah, uh, yes, they they call that the the PAX withdrawal, post post PAX depression. Yep. Uh, so how did your post PAX depression, given that you you spent literally three whole days away from like pretty much your kids except for well I suppose Taz well, came with yeah. you on the Sunday so, but so yeah that, I mean that's something we can talk about actually because um, you know sharing our hobbies with our kids is one of the big things that we've sort of talked about on this podcast before and, and yeah I took Taz to PAX for the first time we were going to ta- we were going to bring the girls as well but we sort of realised leading up to the fact that, that it just wasn't going to be fun for them you know they were going to be stuck in the in the pusher the whole time and it was going to make it more difficult for us because we like I was staying evening so yep. erica had to get her own way home as well so if, if she'd had all three kids and had to sort of catch the train or or drive home by herself that would have from, been from rather the city, nasty that would have been hard so so we ended up uh the girls were had were babysat and we just took taz and actually he, he had a really good time it was you know exciting for him to to see stuff and he doesn't he plays a few video games he doesn't play many he's just he plays some on the, sort of the iphone and uh I've tried him on Peggle on the Xbox. Nice. He's not he's not super interested. And we've got Disney Infinity there that he's sort of still a bit young for that. Sometimes he wants to play it and he and he likes the little figures. Yeah. And one day he'll like mine, Minecraft and all those sort of things. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely he will. Yeah, we we went to the like it was it was hard cuz I'd been on the Friday and it was really chilled out, you know, obviously because a lot of people don't want to take the Friday off for work and whatever. So yeah. it, it, there's less people there on the Friday and I was able to try out a lot of the indie ga- indie games and stuff without having to line up. And You got on your favourite thing, VR. <laughs> well, not on the Friday. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Well, briefly, briefly on one in- indie game. But but then on the Saturday, there were a lot more lines, so it was actually it was kind of hard to get into anything. But we went to the classic console area. Uh, and so, you know, Taz got to play a bit of Super Mario and Mario Kart and... A couple of games of pinball and stuff, so that was fun. He was very nice. That. And then uh, we went to the the tabletop area because they have a a huge uh, just bunch of tables basically, and you can you can uh, go and just check out games and sit down and play them, find somewhere to sit and just play them. So we went through looking for kids' games, and there weren't many, but we grabbed Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, it's always an awesome Erica, game. <laughs> myself and Taz sat and played Hungry 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 Hippos and. He had a ball. It was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. <laughs> Although, funnily enough, 
there were people sitting next to us and they were playing the game Joking Hazard, which we then bought and played uh, later that evening. Uh, but yeah, so they're playing this game and this is a game where you basically make comic strip. It's, it's kind of like Cards Against Humanity if anybody's played that, but instead of uh, instead of horrible things on the cards, like sentences on the cards, it's uh, sort of uh, frames from a from a three-panel comic strip and you have to you judge which one makes the funniest strip. And it's by the makers of the webcomic Cyanide and Happiness. Yeah, that's right. And so it's, I mean, like Cards Against Humanity, there's a lot of stuff in there that's just kind of extreme and a bit wrong, but obviously funny in the as you're playing the game. But I'm not sure what possesses somebody who's playing this game to look over at the family next to them who, you know, the two parents and a young kid playing Hungry Hungry Hippos and show the parents a card that has someone spewing blood from their crotch and yelling, eat my AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just like, oh, isn't this funny? <laughs> a very deranged individual uh, indeed. I think, yeah, there's just a certain tone deafness to that. It was just like inappropriate. Anyway, <laughs> if I was playing the yeah. game, that that might be kind of funny in a, in that totally taboo wrong way. But yeah. as we would find out later on that night, when yeah, uh, so yeah, we got to play that night. It was a hell of a lot of fun, and um, with some randos. <laughs> yeah, it was really quite weird. We we a really good. Pa- I mean, that's and that's just that's actually a sort of a fairly classic like PAX experience. Just everyone's there to play games, and yeah, we we went to a bar, we sat down, we had our beers, we started playing. A couple of other guys came past, recognized the game, and we basically said, hey, you want to join us? And then all of a sudden we had six people playing instead of three. Yeah, we had six people playing, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, so I wanted to talk about playing styles in that game, because okay. there's a lot of different ways you can play it. I'm of the type that I like to see continuity in the in the comic. Some of the ones that won, I wouldn't have chosen because the wrong person was speaking. It right. was some of the ones that won were sometimes, oh, that's the most wrong, but it's also the I most mean, wrong in con- comic like... continuity because Green has just spoken three times and <laughs> it's I mean, like sometimes, didn't, sometimes even, they, didn't sometimes, even allow Blue to... Sometimes you could give it a pass. It did It did come across often as a little bit, you know, a little bit odd yep. when you play it like that. Every single one of mine had to make sense in order for me to put it down. <laughs> I mean, like Cards Against Humanity, there are kind of those Trump cards. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure there will be some a hell of a lot of Trump cards in Cards Against Humanity by now. Uh, but no, those cards where they just, because they are sort of pushing the limits a little bit more, they just tend to win regardless of the prompt. Yep. Which, which gets a little tedious, I will say, but... You know, that's the game. The, the funny thing is, I play Cards Against the hum- Cards Against Humanity the exact same cards way. Cards Against I, the Humanity. I I just the try humanity. to. I try to get it so the whole thing flows and is actually, you know, as close to. Oh yeah, what I hate asking people who I hate people who play Cards Against Humanity and don't reread the prompt with every card, like with every white card, because you want to hear the whole sentence. Yeah. I mean, Maybe not the whole prompt. Sometimes just the last if it's sentence. A long, if it's a long one, but at least get yeah, at least get that continuity of here's how it would read as a sentence, not just reading out the answers. You know, it sort of take pulls out some of that humour from it because you know everyone knows that two midgets shitting into a bucket is an awesome card. However, when it's you know answering. Um, if that, you know, there's a, there's a currency one, you know, in, in the future, the world's currency is going to be two midgets, two midgets hitting into a bucket. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Whereas Bianca's answer. Sorcerer is another one. Yeah. Well, Bianca's choice for that was the token minority (laughs) is the world's currency and that that was just the worst and most awesome (laughs) card she actually chose she ended up winning that one (laughs) yeah your wife is scarily good at cards against humanity yeah she's being a relatively soft-spoken woman a lot of the time very soft-spoken doesn't really like to swear and all this sort of stuff and then she comes out with some of the most you know, inhumane and wrong answers <laughs> in bloody cars against humanity. <laughs> playing the game. She's just playing by the rules. 
So anyway, there was something I kind of wanted to bring up tonight. And this came about because a friend of mine posted something on Facebook. As so many things in our modern life do come about from. Everything happens on Facebook. If it doesn't happen on Facebook, it doesn't happen. Yeah, which is... uh, We won't go into that. (laughs) (laughs) So, Um, we got 100 likes. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) That uh, That... Defines our worth as a podcast. We have a hundred people who press like, and yes. a number of those listen. <laughs> yes, some number of them. It might be zero. It's probably not zero. Zero is a number. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, my friend Joel, his son, who is six years old, wrote a story. Very nice. And... Joel being the very engaged and creative father that he is, and, you know, just the type of dad that we like on this show, mm-hmm. uh, and also being a quite skilled designer and web designer, put together, like, a full book and put together a website and is selling copies of it. Fantastic. Um, so, did he get it illustrated by someone else or his son? Or- no, so he did it. He did it himself, I believe, and it's sort of, uh, it, it's not sort of a hand-illustrated sort of thing. It, he's just sort of done um, designs as such for each page. Oh, yeah. But, you know, that, that it's very it's suitable. It makes sense. And, uh, yeah, I guess he's got a friend who who has sort of a uh, something something to do with a, a digital press or whatever. He can basically print and bind books. Very nice. So, yeah, he was able to sell actual copies of the book and has even got it so that, um, like, you can put your name in and it's personalized. Yeah, and he's selling it online. And and I just thought that was such such an awesome idea, you know, like, just to really, I mean, for one, just make your kid feel good. Like, his his son, I'm sure, well, I know because I asked him, like, his son is thrilled. His son feels like he's an author now, you know, he's got a book, a published book out there. And, you know, they sold a few copies to their friends and family, but, you know, and, and they donate, they donate some of the money to a charity and yeah, like I just, is this, is this really cool idea? But that's the thing. His son is actually a published author now. So. Well, absolutely. And I mean, this is one of the benefits again of our modern age actually is so much more of this sort of stuff is in our fingertips and you have the tools to really take your kid's creativity, you know, and it's not about, it's not about, you know, because not everything kids do is fantastic and you, you don't necessarily want to celebrate everything, but when they've put in that effort and when they've had that creativity, to legitimize that in that way and to really, yeah, like just to really engage with it, I think is really important and it's a really valuable thing to do. Definitely. Uh, and and just to encourage them going forward, you know. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought I thought we could talk about that. A little bit and whether we've got any other examples of that. Although actually before we do that, I'll just say the website, if anybody wants to see the book or buy a copy, christmasfacts.com.au. And again, you know, he's gone to that effort. He's got a domain for it and it, it looks, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a real, I was going to say it looks like, but it is, it's a real website. It's a, it's a real book. And yeah, so I don't know. I, I mean, obviously our kids are a bit young for us to be really doing that yet. You know, we obviously encourage our kids with their creativity, whether it's where, you know, Taz is building things out of blocks and he likes to build airplanes and towers. And I know the other day he had, he'd found one of Erica's necklaces and he was just throwing it on the ground, but then saying what it looked like, Mm -hmm. which was interesting. You know, he's seeing shapes coming out of a purely random, um, construction sort of thing. Very nice. That was really cool. One of the presents that we gave James for his birthday was Lego. So they've like now got real like be- like real Lego, not Duplo. Yeah. Fuck that Duplo. shit. Um, so like <laughs> real Lego, they now release you know rather large boxes of just um, random pieces yeah. that just have. They've got a couple of um, different things that you can make in there. And James was making like a crocodile and a tiger and ghost yeah. and all this sort of I stuff. I mean, Lego's like, great for that sort of thing. Really awesome. And and then he's like, you know, he just quite often just want to sit down and just start putting stuff together and he he 
I think Bianca put one little part on the top of this car that he helped to make, and all of a sudden he's like, okay, I'm putting this part on, this part on, this part on, and he just came up with his own little version of, of what went on the top of the car, and he was driving around and had little stories as to what was actually happening. And yeah. But I swear, most of the stories that um, that James comes up with is going down to the shops and buying Kinder Surprise Eggs. <laughs> it always, every story ends with going down to Coles and then we buy a Kinder Surprise Egg, then we go, beep, and we buy it. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. So I could imagine, you know, writing a um, writing a story about, you know, what James did in the morning. <laughs> it would always end up yeah, well, with a Kinder Surprise. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the other part of it, I guess, is... I mean, sort of engaging kids in our own creativity, right? Like, it doesn't necessarily have to come from them. This is this is not my kids, but when I was younger and when my... Um, yeah, when my younger sister and brother were uh, a bit younger, um, like fairly, fairly young, sort of eight and six maybe, maybe even a little bit younger than that, I was really getting into, like, special effects for film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd got myself a I know exactly copy. where this is going. <laughs> yeah, you know where this is going. I got myself a pirated copy of After Effects and uh, Adobe Premiere. And I just, I came up with, I mean, the first one I did, well, anyway, basically I was making movies. Mm-hmm. The first one I did was just a couple minutes long and it didn't really even have a script. I just took the kids out there and sort of came up with some little scenes. And it was, you know, Priscilla jumping off the back uh, deck and... Uh, you know, sort of panning up and then Steven there and doing a flip and she shoots a gun at him and they have a little sword fight sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But, and this is sort of in line with uh, with Joel's book with his kids, is that I took it from there and the next one and then I actually ended up making a trilogy of these movies and each one was sort of more... Uh, into the, uh, more in-depth. More almost more, either adventurous or... Yeah, well, just I took it further, further and further each time. For one, because my skills were getting better and I was starting to get into 3D modeling and stuff a bit. And then, you know, and I brought more story in. And I mean, I was, there's not, the story's horrible. It's, it's all still just an excuse to sort of have special effects and stuff. And there's another story about just special effects. Uh, but yeah, like, so these, these series were called Sibling Battle for obvious reasons. Yeah, they were basically just an excuse for me to work with special effects. But, you know, the second one, there was, there sort of was a bit more story. And I brought, like, the dog into it, our dog Bailey. Like, he was Stephen's sort of right-hand man up in the spaceship. And I did a little bit of um, really dodgy blue screen over a 3D-rendered spaceship. Mm-hmm. Like, it cut to, the, cut to the shot of the dog. Uh, and then, you know, Pris- these clones of Priscilla beam down because I'd been looking at how to do special effects with, like, Basically doing, you know, two shots and splicing them together so you can have the same person in the same shot yep. um, multiple times. And so, you know, there's all these shots with multiple versions of Priscilla coming forward and, you know, he beams out right at the end. So I had I got to do like a little beam effect and just working with, you know, compositing and that sort of stuff was a lot of fun. And the third one, I, I tried to make it into this huge production. We even did like a little bit of makeup on Priscilla and stuff and I storyboarded out a lot of the shots and did a lot more 3D rendering stuff and animation, which was not good, but mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was getting there. And I, I, one of my regrets and with a lot of, this is with a lot of things, a lot of hobbies I've had, but you know, if I'd stuck with it, I would have got a lot better at it. And if I'd actually sort of take, taken some instruction or some courses or something, I would have got better at animation and 3D modeling and stuff. Anyway. It was a lot of fun making those, and I'll see if I can find them. I think maybe they're on YouTube somewhere. I had some issues putting them up on YouTube because they all used licensed music from like Halo and Terminator and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I could, I'd have to strip out. I, I doubt I, I wouldn't even have. I do have the source files somewhere, but I, I'm sure I couldn't open like the Premiere files and stuff. So I probably can't even re-render them without the music, mm-hmm. which is a shame. I wonder if there's somewhere I can make them visible. But anyway, that was a lot of fun. And yeah, it was around that same time. I think it was after I finished that third one that uh, that what you were going to talk about happened. Do you want to sort of take that? Yep. So one day Ben decided to come over to my place and we were always talking about 
writing this um this sort of untitled action movie because yeah, again of, we we just wanted to do special effects. <laughs> well, <laughs> this this is really funny. We go back even further, and our friend Chris, um, he was an aspiring director. He um he directed a few short little films, but we got involved in an early one, and That's right. um, the wild. Right. Yes, the wild, and oh god, <laughs> um, <laughs> it has very young me, rather thin me too. Don't have yeah. as much of a gut. We were all thin. Yeah, all of yeah. us. <laughs> thin and hairless. Well, well, <laughs> I think I still. No, I didn't have the beard there. Oh God, that's wrong. No, I don't think you did. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was like really wispy, something like that. Either way, it was just it was a total rip off of like Predator, and it was yeah. We we tried filming on two different days, and we started it again both days because no one could be bothered bringing the same clothes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. And uh, I mean, was there even there was a script? I guess, but there there was a script for the whole thing, and we got to the same place both times. <laughs> were we trying to film it in order? I can't even remember. Yeah, or it was all yeah, in order. We're basically trying to film it in order. The the first like hour of the day was us just walking, and Chris oh, just yeah, sitting all these at the long camera, shots, just all long these walking long shots. shots. Of us just walking. Yeah, and I actually i uh, I went back to um, to help Chris edit it that for, after that first night, I think. Oh, nice! Um, <laughs> it was actually one of the, probably one of the times that I sort of started getting into interested in it. You know, well, I helped I helped Chris do some um, editing on this other one that he was doing called Dirty Man, and we were doing some sound sound work and there was this one this one scene where a guy crashed his bike but the crash wasn't on screen so i was like well dude just layer layer the same sound a couple of times in a couple of different places and you'll make it sound like a massive crash instead of just the bike falling over yeah and we started playing around with that and it was actually a lot of fun yeah it's really interesting when you start getting into that learning all the different tricks and stuff that, that just go into filmmaking, yeah. uh, and and sort of how and actually how easy it ends up being to do a lot of to do a lot of things uh, that you think could be difficult. So we're over at your first before we did the we did the um, some test runs at my place. We were actually over at your place, and we had, I think we'd come back from dinner one, or something like that. Yeah, we had one meeting where we actually got a bunch of us together who wanted to be involved and started talking about what we wanted this movie to be. And I think we wrote literally about 10 or so pages of, of like, here are the yeah, characters, here's, you know, yeah, their backstory. Yeah, it was going to be this and... whole thing. It was, it was kind of interesting, actually, because it was going to just be this whole thing where these people from all these different places just basically get teleported out of wherever they were and show up in this forest and discover that they have these different powers. And I can't remember, was there some reason they started trying to attack each other and kill each other? I think it just kind of... I think it just escalated when, when one person realized like, that he could do shit and... Yeah. Actually did shit. <laughs> yeah. And so it was going to be this film, basically, mostly of people running through the forest, firing fireballs and things at each other. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of cool. We sort of came up with this whole story. And then I'm pretty sure after that, almost everybody except you and I just completely forgot about it and, all oh, yeah. like dropped all their enthusiasm. Because I think it was literally the next weekend. It's like, okay, so we're going to do this. Let's, let's go. I've got this massive backyard. We can, we can sort of just yeah. try some of yeah. these. Um, so we went to try some place. of these things. I had um, filmed some. I had After Effects and a few other things that we could play around with. So yeah, we filmed. Uh, we filmed just a few shots of different sort of effects that we were trying to test. Um, fireballs, like putting up a shield, uh, spinning like a, a a staff that would have been on fire. Which I think is. Personally, it's, the best one. <laughs> it actually came out really well. And, you know, and partially the reason is because you did that move and you'd been doing Kung Fu and stuff, right? Um, mm -hmm. You obviously just knew how to... Because you weren't even using a staff. You didn't have anything in your hands, but it no. was very convincing. You Your hands were in the right spot as if you were holding well, the staff. Actually, if you watch it 
um, I switched one of my hands at one stage, and it's a physically impossible move that I did. Okay. Well, <laughs> but the stuff would have yeah. gone through your body or something. It would have but... gone through my hand. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, but still, um, it's but still, still, it's still for the most really part, really good when you did it. It looked good, and yeah, I just basically, I had again pirated version of 3D Studio Max, um, pirated version of plugins that made flames, and I pretty much just composited a cylinder. Well, was that a demo version? <laughs> Right, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, sure, sure. Are you, are you trying to cover my ass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the statute of limitations is probably up. So, anyway, but there happened to be this one thing, because my character in the, in this movie was supposed to um, basically get the um, get the idea that he could actually set fire to to anything, but the way that he first noticed it is, like, I think he was supposed to light a, light a fire with a lighter, and he couldn't get it working, and he just... All of a sudden, he's he looked at his other hand, and there's like this flame coming out of his out of his thumb, and then you know it was supposed to then gradually move on to all the other fingers. So we we did a version of that, and for some reason, (laughs) when you put it up on um up on on YouTube, YouTube, it got so many like how many how many views was it last time? Well, and it's not just that it's it's not that it like went viral or anything like this. It's just that for whatever reason. I put the right combination of keywords of and- keywords and it's it sort of it got required like it got uh, re- links from related videos and stuff and so many negative reviews <laughs> so I'm looking at it now it's got 105,528 views right now oh so it's only like 900,000 away from you getting some money <laughs> <laughs> I had it monetized for all I think I made like 50 cents but all what the funniest thing is all the comments because people keep coming in here and telling us how fake it looks. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm looking now and there are just tens of comments. It it, it obviously dropped off because the last one's from three years ago now. Oh, nice. Uh, so it it hasn't actually happened in a while, but for the longest it's had a half life. <laughs> Yeah, for the longest time, they just kept coming up. But because you've now looked at it. (laughs) And then occasionally, people would come and say, like, "Uh, come on, like, it says right on there that it's just a test, you know, like, and then someone else would come in, oh, it's fake, it looks fake. Yeah, so anyway, I'm just so amused. Like, literally, this was nine years ago. The first comment is nine years ago, and the comment is just, lol. But yes, I mean, 105,000 in nine years isn't huge, but like, we've got most so of them. So, how, how many of them are lame? <laughs> Lots. It's like lame, so fake. And then there's like, everyone who's saying it's fake, no duh, read the description, lazy butts. And then it looks like fake. <laughs> Lots of Eevee's fake. Faker. Lame. Fake Dumbo. <laughs> oh my God, that's so fake. It was so fake, it didn't even look a little bit real. And yeah, so, I mean, everyone knows you don't read YouTube comments, but I always just found it amusing. I'm glad it sort of doesn't actually have my name on it, otherwise... You... <laughs> it's got my name on it. Um, yeah, but, in, but anyway, going back you can imagine to in the future talking anything <laughs> about kids, that was just like my siblings had a really good time doing that, you know. Uh, they And they were often asking me whether we were going to do a new one, and, and then I, I did do a few other projects and stuff, one of which actually won me $10,000, so... Um, a boy, a boy and his box, which was really quite awesome. Yeah, that was a fun little one. It was for a company that I think has at least changed its name, if not gone out of business since then, called BigBrownBox.com.au, probably. But yeah, they they just you had to make a a one minute film that had a that had a brown box as its. Uh... What was weird was that the um, like they never even used the video for anything. Uh, I mean, it was never going to be on TV or anything. I knew that. Uh, they did put it just up as on just like, here's the winner sort of thing. Yeah, but it was like not even part of an advertising campaign or anything like that. So it's like, okay, what was this for? <laughs> Why'd you hold yeah, the competition I mean, was, when you're not even going to use this thing? I mean, I think it was more just they're hoping that you'll share it with all your friends and, the, and your friends will visit. Like, I guess it's just sort of a word of mouth kind of thing. But yeah, I know what you mean. I, 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 didn't, I didn't expect them to necessarily do anything with it, but... Yeah, they didn't. It didn't show up anywhere except for on that competition site. Yeah, I remember. I remember how many times I, I ended up watching that thing just 
trying to get your hits up a little bit. Uh, yeah, well, because we didn't really know what the judging was going to be like either. And so I had people like trying to get the hits up and sharing it and stuff, but I did end up winning. Yeah. It was pretty cool. 10 grand worth of gear. From and the thing is, I wasn't store. sure if it was like, okay, this could be IP based. So I'm like, okay, go over to this, this friend's place. <laughs> Look at this video. <laughs> and it's like, sure. It's, I could only get sort of like five extra views a day, but I know. Well, I remember waiting for it to get to what I think was like the hundred hits or something you needed to start getting like analytics and things. Mm. It's got 4,480 now, but again, after seven years. <laughs> Jeez, that was seven years ago. Yep. Another life. I remember. I remember your prize. It turns out that you know you. It was ten thousand dollars. Yes, but it was off the rec of the recommended retail prices of of what they what they had on their site rather than their sale prices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but still, it, I got a pretty decent amount of gear out of that. And and then it was and, like and and all that like I got I I got a bunch of stuff that I wanted. And then how and many then iPod I, classics? Yeah, I basically bought like <laughs> six. I think I bought six iPod classics and then just sold them all on eBay so that I could buy a PS3 because they didn't have video games on there. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can't get iPod classics anywhere and they're probably worth a lot more money now. Had you just kept I them? <laughs> I kept one and I fucking, I used it the other day when I was mowing the lawn and that thing is still awesome. Yeah, I've still got my, um, I've still got my iPod video. So the iPod. Yeah. Uh, version five, yeah. it's got cracks and all like, that sort of stuff in the screen. It's the, whatever the one, to, like it's a one hundred twenty gig, I think. Yeah, I've like got an eighty. Yeah, and it's like someone at work saw saw that I had my iPod um, video out, and it's like, why have you got that when you got an iPhone? It's like because the battery in this thing doesn't affect if I if I need to, you know, make an emergency phone call or someone well, needs yeah, to contact me. <laughs> but I actually, I really like it because of the tactile buttons like you can't really you you can't use an iphone in your pocket like to change tracks and yeah to, i mean some apps you can do it if you've got if you're using the actual like iphone headphones or whatever and they have the little buttons but i love that i can you know through my pocket even pause next track even sometimes do the volume because the the like yeah you know exactly where it is because it was a it yeah, was an interface that actually worked it was a good interface, and you can feel it. Like it's it it has it's the thing that to it and it I has, I have a feeling that our kids are not going to they're not going to get the feeling of 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 a lot of these tactile I know things. They'll, everything they everything they do is going to be rubbing their finger on a glass screen or like moving their hand through empty air in VR. Yep, or occasionally somewhere like Nintendo will release a classic console. <laughs> and then totally bungle up how they're going to release it, and no one actually gets it. Three of them, and yeah, nobody can actually get one. Well, fucking consoles as well. I was I considered briefly until I looked at prices getting Taz like an old Super Nintendo with a few games on it for Christmas mm-hmm. uh, because you know they might I figured it was a good, fairly cheap way to get him into. Yeah, it's not cheap. Three hundred bucks, two hundred fifty, three hundred bucks for a Super Nintendo. It's like Jesus Christ. That feels like that's more than I don't know what they were when they came out, but it can't be much. Like it must be around what they were when they came out. Yeah, I was, it was, I was bummed. I was like, they sold so many of those fucking things. I was hoping that there'd just be enough of them out there that I could just pay like a hundred bucks and get a Nintendo Super Nintendo with like a, you know a few games, but no, or ideally a buttload of games. Well, yeah. I mean, I knew for I knew for that much that maybe I wouldn't get that many games. What you could probably get, though, what you could probably get is like a retro pie. You've seen them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are there are other options. So there are people that have actually put together a Raspberry Pi, which is a awesome little unit. I can't wait till James is I've a bit got older. A ras- and- I've got a Raspberry Pi, so I could probably just install whatever on it. Yeah, and turn it into basically. A does it emulation use, machine? Yeah, like what controllers does it use? Just any. any well, you can actually you can actually get or... like um you can get wired Super Nintendo ones that are are reasonably similar. Right. Um, I know that our friend Travis has has 
picked up a couple of Bluetooth ones even. Yeah. And they're not bad, but, you know, there is a little bit of lag in there But for the Bluetooth ones. Yeah, I might have to check that out because I think that is, a good, like, a good way to get kids because a lot of those games are just a lot simpler. Not that they were easy, but just the controls, there's just sort of less controls. Um, and, a, and a lot of it's 2D. Like, he yep. has trouble with Disney Infinity because... It's 3D. He, he, he tries to move left, so he starts moving left, but then, like, the camera moves, and so he just ends up running in circles, right? Yeah. Because he hasn't got that skill yet of understanding how to move relative to the camera. Hmm. And so, you know, working on 2D stuff, I think you'd be able to understand that a little bit better. Yeah. You got a left, you got a right. Yeah, you got a jump. It's about all you need. Yeah, well, that's not a bad idea. I might look into the into the RetroPie thing. I'll I'll have to see if I can get some some controllers. I've probably got almost everything else that I need for it, actually. Although because I bought so much of my stuff in Canada, fucking, I need all these bloody adapters. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. Well, I plan to I plan to get a couple of Raspberry Pis and and try to build something with with James. Oh yeah, they're fun for a lot of stuff. It was my torrent um. Machine <laughs> your torrent machine. Nice. Cool. All right. Well, that was just a kind of mostly rambling, didn't go very deep on anything chat, but hey, that's what we do best. It's been a little while. It has. It was actually a really good, fun chat yeah, for us. Hopefully it was fun for you guys to listen to. Yeah, hopefully. Some of you. Some of you will like it. So, Ben, did you know that we have a website? www.twosweerydads.com We do. I knew that. I built it. Uh, <laughs> did you know we have a Twitter at Two Sweary Dads? Yeah, I know you set it up. Oh yeah. Did you know that we also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Two Sweary Dads? Did you know we have a MySpace page? Oh shit! <laughs> no, I don't no, think we, we do. <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, we do have an email address though: podcast at Two Sweary Dads dot com. We also have an iTunes. That doesn't quite work. But anyway, we're on iTunes. Please rate, review, subscribe there. I think we should thank Kuradust for the opening and closing music of our podcast. Tonight, party tonight, and predictive text. You're welcome. Uh, we'd like to plug Zencaster at Zencaster.com, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com. They're an awesome website that gives us access to... VoIP and recording capabilities and um, has a free hobbyist level and all they require is that we do this plug. <laughs> and uh, while you're browsing around the inter-cybernet highway, why don't you go to lamestorming.com and check out our other podcast, Lamestorming, which is a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. And actually, we should have a couple of guests on the next couple of episodes so that should be fun yeah it should be awesome um so i think that about wraps us up ben do you have any final thoughts uh yeah trevor what do you think of this video where like your hands catch on fire uh lame go ask your mum. Did you know that we have a Facebook uh, page? Facebook.com. Facebook slash com dot two sorry dads Rick and Morty hundred years dot com. Not again. Not again.